The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the Western world, we have the highest divorce rates of any country. 60% of men and 50% of women are sleeping with someone other than their spouse. What does this mean? Welcome to Contract for Love with your host, Lori J. You'll learn to look at marriage a whole different way, or even not at all. Now, here is Lori J. Good afternoon, Lori J. here with you on Voice America, talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. I wrote this book because I do believe in long-term loving relationships, only without the marriage ceremony. Contract for Love, a beneficial movement, better suited for those relationships in the now. And speaking of the now, just a little of my background, I've been in the psychic realm for over 25 years. I do all metaphysical modalities including guiding my clients, whether personally, in couples, or in groups on how to combine our sexuality, spirituality, and this earth plane existence. I have been living, learning, and loving for over 30 years, culminating in my dream come true, and that's talking to you through Internet Radio. So let's get on with our show. First, I would like to tell you that you're more than welcome to call in and ask us questions today. And that number is 866-472-5794. So feel free to call us. We'd love to talk with you. And yes, here it is Christmas Eve. And I have a very special friend with me today. Her name's Rosellen. She's a spiritual healer. And we are going to talk to you about what it's like on Christmas Eve if you're not feeling very festive, if you're a little sad, a little depressed, and even if you are happy, sometimes we're stressed. So, Rosellen, would you please help us and talk to us today about how you're feeling and how you help your clients with spiritual healing during this time of year? Hello, Lori J., and thank you for having me here. Oh, you're so welcome. On such a momentous period in our lives. Yes. First of all, many clients of mine come to me, particularly at this time of year, because it brings back a lot of memories from the past that may not be joyous occasions with family. Many people today feel very isolated from their families. They're not with them. They might have passed. And it's a time when I suggest to my clients to do something different than isolate and go down, go down a downward spiral and connect with others, have a, a group over of people who are no longer having their own families to celebrate with and make one of your own. 
That's a that's a great idea, Rosellen, because I and I agree with you on of course everything you said, but the thing I would really like to point out especially is this isolation because we do isolate when we when we start to feel that, you know, intensity of the the time we're watching commercials. Yes. We're seeing all these happy families getting together. Yes, exactly. And a lot of families are not like that. And so I'd like to touch on that a little bit. You know, not everybody loves being with their family. Right. And the cleavers. Exactly. <laughs> and the and the idea that is presented around this time of year is usually, oh look, everybody's just so happy and joyous and wonderful and you are not and then you're feeling guilty, like, what's wrong with me? That's right. They internalize and they say, what's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me if I'm not feeling happy and joyous to be around family. Because one of the things that happens when you surround yourself by relatives over the holidays is that the old unresolved issues rear their ugly heads. Oh, that's so true. And you have the same arguments, the same conversations around the dinner table, no better time than when you got everyone there forced to be sitting across from you with a mouthful of food (laughs) and you're being charged with all sorts of accusations from the past and you can't just let it be uh, because you're being attacked. Yes. And you have to be the diplomat and sometimes, particularly if you're Drinking and and, yeah. and all that, uh, it comes across as a weakness that you can't defend yourself, and you internalize it, and you go home worse off than if you never even had the Christmas with them. And things escalate, <laughs> to say the least. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, you have to make a break from it. I think one of the ways to handle it is just to do the, the drop-by <laughs> approach. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I've never thought of that. Thank you. The dropping off the gifts for maybe uh, the kids involved and saying they have other commitments. Uh, being being uh, protective of themselves and their own environment. And that's and that's a good statement also. And I mean I love everything you say and you listeners I know you might be tired of me saying that but actually I really do agree with everything you say. And this escalation is something that I'm, um, I get worried about with people or concerned. Mm-hmm. I don't like to use the word worry, but very concerned because we hear of such horrible things happening, and they do happen. Yes, that is a reality, unfortunately. However, if you you know if you can and are in that kind of a situation, okay, here we are at dinner, Rosalind. Yes. You know, and we're across from the, and we always need, and we always end up across or next to the person Absolutely. that you dislike the A- most. Of course. Right? <laughs> we're being tested by the universe. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, okay, so things, now you're trying to have a nice di- dinner and eating, and all of a sudden somebody has got, you know, you sort of by the short hairs and saying things that are is totally derogatory. How would you suggest people handle this the first is to change the subject to totally ignore it and say how about those cowboys 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> How about them cowboys? <laughs> you know, uh, something that could interest other people around the table, of course. Uh, another thing is just to uh, absolutely ignore the person. You have a choice. We still have choices. We don't have to defend ourselves, but if it the person does escalate it and you feel you're absolutely being attacked and put on the red carpet for no reason other than you're just there, mm-hmm. uh, it's appropriate to say it's time to finish this conversation. I no longer am going to re- respond because it's going to go nowhere's good. Mm-hmm. And being more direct in the in the redirection and stand up, make a toast to the family, do something totally distracting. I, other than leaving the dinner p- table, which doesn't resolve anything, mm-hmm. uh, there's no better way to do it than no redirect. That's an excellent. Uh, that's an excellent way to to deal with this, with that kind of situation. And all you have to do is been through of just a few of these kinds of dinners, and you can understand how that can work. And especially, I love the idea of standing up and making a toast to the to the family, to the universe. Sort of really blow this person out of the water because you're just not accepting what they are sending towards you. Yeah, you just don't take it in. You refuse to, to bite. And uh, if you don't, what happens is other family members will chime in mm-hmm. and, and support them or not. It, it really doesn't matter. It's just, it, it's on for young and old. Yeah. And if you're, ha- and if you're doing this, and, or if this is happening to you, hopefully our listeners aren't the appropriate uh, well, what's the word? Perpetrator. I'm per- perpetrator. Thank you. Um, but if it is happening to you, it's also something that the younger children, if you have children in the group, can learn from this. Absolutely. How not to act, how not right. to engage the perpetrator, how to allow this to just happen or go on and still keeping your own dignity, your own, you know, exactly, you you know, who you are. Absolutely. Yes. Standing in your power doesn't mean that you yell at other people. Standing in your power means you can just stand there in grace and dignity and if we can all do that, we can we can move away from some of the things that do happen. Yes. Now, I also know many times you can end up in a situation where not only are people around you that you might not agree with, but somebody will bring up politics, religion, and those kinds of things, and you don't happen to have the same belief system, especially those of us who have been in the spiritual realm. A lot of times we are at a dinner, and if other people aren't agreeing the way we do, um, they will attack us with yes. their religious beliefs yes. and things like that. How would you um, help us with that? Well, it, they're entitled to their beliefs, and uh, my personal feeling is everyone has their truth. Their truth is their truth in in every area of their lives, including religion, politics. I would just 
for me, I, I take the low road, staying out of the line of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my own opinions. I like to keep them to myself. And particularly when you're having glasses of wine at dinner, it's, it's a, an opportunity for people to be more loose-lipped mm-hmm. with their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't go there. I, I just tell them to just stay out of the line of fire and not to necessarily even redirect, but you can stay quiet. Yes, because you don't have to stand up for anything. Right. You don't have to say, well, I'm spiritual and I don't believe that way and blah, 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 because you're bringing upon you an, a situation that you don't need. Exactly. And so, again, it's the, you, ha- you need to know when to just be quiet. Right. And allow the conversation to go on around you. And don't you don't have to join in. Exactly. Just keep eating. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I like that plan. Just keep eating. Keep moving in that direction. And when somebody, and again, when somebody's antagonistic, um, sit back. Just yes, sit back. That's a good approach. Sit back, relax, enjoy the view out the window. Think of something nice. If the conversation is irritating, uh, you can go for a walk outside, uh, clear your lungs, and and just give yourself permission to to rebalance, reground, because you're being challenged. Yes. And they're they're waiting to see if you're going to bite or not. Yes. And it's a good thing that you don't. Yes, and so if you, particularly when you know other people's political views or religious beliefs are different than your own, you have to be on guard. Yeah, you do. And one of the things, too, that I would like to um, talk about when these things are going on is to remember everybody's under stress. Yes, yes. And so when that's happening, you have a lot of things that you... Um, you'll sort of like get uppity about that you wouldn't usually get uppity about because the stress level has hit the ceiling for so many. And especially the people who are cooking, you know, and making all the dinner and they get very stressed and you're tripping over people and, you know, it, it can be a really harsh time. So what we're trying to say is, you know, although it's, it's, Supposedly, this happy, wonderful time of year. Um, let's be sort of like in reality. It's, it's got stress-related. It's stress-related. It can be um, oh, a time when we're feeling really unnerved. And so when those things happen, also a big thing you can do is don't accept the you know, the invitation to come. That's another alternative. If it is turns into being that bad, it will be probably something that you may want to pass. Get people used to you not being there. But you have to do it without guilt. That's the trick. Because we really get guilted into these things, don't we? Oh, yes. How can you not visit the family for Christmas? Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, it's, it's a matter of priorities. Maybe some years you're up to it and other years you're not. You have to give yourselves permission to do what's in your own best interest. 
And that is sometimes just being on the sidelines. And I remember when I had to run around with the kids all the time, you know, all these different families and things, and how harsh that got, how uncomfortable, how by the time you get done with it, you're so darn exhausted. And then when you get home, tempers will fly, things like that, and it's not something that you want to be a part of because it makes the holiday season not a fun time. It makes it a really a real drag. And we're not trying to bring anybody down here, if you're listening, but we're truly trying to help people who are going through these kinds of things understand how they can work with it to make their holiday a better holiday. Exactly. And sometimes we just have to stay away from the holiday. I, you know, and, and then, you know, it, there's also different traditions because so, some people want to start their own traditions with their ki- kids, and it's not always about going and visiting other people. Yes, you know? exactly. Create your own tradition, even if you have no children or they're grown. Uh, I suggested before to... Invite people who don't have family around them to have a, a holiday cheer together. I, I, that's something that I love to do, and, and I, did, I do do that every year. Wonderful. I call it I call it Orphan Christmas. Okay. And if you have nowhere to go, you come by me. And um, it's, it's amazing when you get people together that are all, you know, someplace that they move to and they don't know anybody, yes. maybe they know one or two people and they're, they can't travel or something. And it really helps to just be around friends. We have a great time. You know. That sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. So that's something that, that you can also do for people if you are alone at Christmas. You don't have to um, worry about getting, you know, or not having somebody around. If you want people around, um, find find those friends. You never know. You have to ask, what are you doing for Christmas? Right. You know, what are you doing for the holiday? And if they say they're going to be alone, invite them over. Yes. You know, or make something of it. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a great way of doing it. And so I believe, Rosalyn, that it's time to have a few sips of tea and honey and to have some long, deep breaths. And then we get back. We're going to talk about how do we handle the passing of a loved one around the holiday. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. 
Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J. or her guest, please call toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Lori J. at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Welcome back. Lori J. here with you on Voice America talking Contract for Love. A show based on my book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. However, this section of uh, our show is about holidays and what do we do um, when, I'm, and excuse me, I'm talking with Rose Ellen, a great spiritual healer, a very dear friend of mine, and so... I feel comfortable talking with her about these things and having her help our audience, our listeners, get through some of the things that maybe we're not talking about around the holidays. And one of those things is when a partner or a relationship or somebody in the family has passed. And how does the family deal with this? Maybe it's their first holiday without this loved one. How do you help your clients, Rosellen, deal with this? Well, that that's a very interesting question, Lori J. Sometimes it's just a matter of bringing the family together, not in grieving, but in rejoicing for that past person. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, maybe commemorating them in a special way going if it was a father figure and he was a fisherman go to that lake or fishing place and just say some some prayers some experiences memories that you have of that person as a group and so they're rejoicing in that person's life rather than doom and gloom and woe is me and going down the, the rabbit hole. It's it's a matter of bringing the family together because families can do one of two things in times of adversity. They can fall apart or they can come more strongly together. And it's a choice that every family is going to have to make. And if you're, uh, you know, and if you're together and you can't go to a certain place, you can certainly do that within the home setting. Yes, or just yes. say, say, sing some songs, any way in a positive way to relive that person's life, doing something that brought the family together. Yes, and if you are talking about the person, I'd like to really get this across. If you need to cry, cry. Don't hold it back because it can be tears. Of course, you've, you're missing this person. So you can definitely show your emotion. Don't, you know, and you, at least you have each other to comfort one another. Exactly. And because everybody takes 
a passing differently, and a lot of people have a stronger reaction than others. Some people have been taught to stuff it, you know, so they won't express it in tears. But that doesn't mean they're not feeling it. They're feeling it. People grieve in different ways, but it's more beneficial and more healing to release rather than suppress feelings. Okay, now let's say we're alone. Okay, let's say, um, you know, we are living sort of a more isolated life, okay? And we have either just become divorced or we've had, you know, and we are sort of lost or we have lost our loved one in some way. And and even in divorce, that's a loss in in many ways. Um, How do we, and let's say we're isolated because I want to talk especially to the people who may be home alone. Yes. And they don't have a lot of family around or their family is so far away, they cannot connect in that way. How, how would you suggest they work through this? That's a good question, Lori J. I would always suggest to go out of their immediate environment, leave the house, go somewhere's public, a cafe, a uh, a shopping mall, someplace. Uh, at this time of year, it might be too cool to sit in nature, but um, go somewhere with people around, even if you don't know anyone. You feel a part of it, and bring a pad and start to express through written form your feelings. Uh, write down the feelings that you would tell that person if they were alive today. Bring them up to, to scratch where you were and the things you've accomplished. Uh, well, that's interesting. That's a great thought. That's really good, you know, to start writing things down, writing it out. It helps you express all that inner, inner either grief. And if you are divorced and you're alone, if you don't have any children, you know, we're gonna, let's start that without, if you're yes. alone without children and you've isolated um, and you're sitting there, that's a great thing to do, isn't it? Express. Yeah. Writing is ther- very therapeutic. And when you express your feelings in the written form, that's a way of healing. And that's excellent. And when there, and especially, you know, sometimes through divorce, if you don't have parents or family and the other one does. Yes. And um, then you've got all kinds of things that can come up with that situation. And let's talk about that a little bit because I find that kind of interesting. Okay, you're divorced and now all of a sudden you, and you have children. So now the ex-laws, ex-in-laws say, oh, no, because you have the children, you have to come over by us and celebrate. I, okay, how? <laughs> I guess this has to go back to our first, ta- you know, our first pro. Right. Our excuse me, our f- part one here, where we talked about, you know, how to deal with right uh, situations like that. It depends, obviously, on the circumstances. If you've been getting on well with your in-laws, former in-laws, then make the appearance with the children. Otherwise, just drop them off. Yeah, that's a great idea because if you're not getting or have your ex take the children and, you know, don't put a lot of stress on yourself. Right. May, uh, look at this as any other situation. And like you said, 
the kids can be excited. You say, go, go and be there because you're going to get more gifts and right. see grandma and grandpa or poppy and, and or mama and whatever you call them and send them off and then take some time for yourself and enjoy. That sounds like a plan. It does. Have some special cookies. Have something special for yourself. A lot of people don't treat themselves to, you know, something that really makes them feel good. Maybe that's a great time to take a nice bath. Okay. Nobody's going to bother you. So make the holiday special for you. And then when the kids come back, how good you'll feel. And then you can sit back and come from a place of de-stressed, I, I just made up a word, <laughs> and allow the children to come in and show you all the gifts, and you can probably go for it, and, and not go for it, but you can look at it in a totally different way than if you were in a stress yes, level. Yes, exactly. Like, what'd you get him that for, or what'd they get there, you know, that type of thing. Right. <laughs> No, it sounds like a plan. Yeah. I, I think the main thing we're, we're trying to express here to our, our listeners would be to have a have a game plan. Yeah. And how to deal. And then uh, ask your angels to come in and help uh, put the intention out there for peace and joy. Yes. That, that sounds really important as well. When you come in with the intention that you're not going to be... Uh, have any of your buttons pushed, the likelihood of that happen happening becomes less just with the intention of putting out there what you want specifically to happen. Yes. And that's a and that's really great because you have this, you know, your thought process working and you've got yourself in a spot of, you know, more release. And so this is really a great time for you to do something special for you and so if you have that game plan it makes it a lot easier i like that and i love the fact you brought in the angels because we do know that we need help sometimes a great deal of help and especially if you're feeling alone i want you to you know we all know that we're never really alone that you know we're always surrounded by energy and you know i look at energy as energy and I do, and I will call it angels so I, other people understand what I'm talking about. Um, I do come from the energy perspective. And so with all this energy around, you, you can bring in for yourself the things that you need by allowing that energy in, that good stuff in. And you attract it by being at peace and enjoy and centering yourself. So let's talk about that. Meditation. Sounds good. How important is that for grounding, for centering? Well, that's your you're preaching to the <laughs> converted. Um, I I think that's how I got back on track in my own life was to do some very simple but the effects of it were profound in my life. And one of them was learning a basic meditation. It could be anything you have to get you, you have to have a technique to go within. And it can be anything. It could just be going for a walk in the morning, walking your dog, but you have a, a way of connecting with your own spiritual essence. 
And that in itself is a healing because all who you really are inside is pure joy and love. And when you connect with that essence of who you are, that's healing. And since you are a spiritual healer and you work with people all the time on healing yes. their, uh, their body through working in the outer realms, so to speak, and the inner realms, um, you've got a lot of experience in that area. And so could you tell us a little bit about what you do as a spiritual healer? Certainly. Uh, spiritual healer uh, is a title that I call myself because what I'm doing is acting as a facilitator for someone to be releasing those limiting thought patterns and negative beliefs about self that no longer serve them. And I assist the person through a session to just clear it out of the chakras, the energy centers, as well as the aura. And the aura is... Uh, the electromagnetic field that comes about when you're born, and I see it in seven distinct layers, comparable to what I see in the chakras. The only difference is the chakras or energy centers deal with day-to-day issues in our lives, but the aura is an accumulation of our entire life, and it's where why we do what we do. It's the picture behind the picture, and it's an accumulation of our whole life. So it's the old stuff that happened in early childhood that can still affect us adversely today. And we just let it go. And it's a process like in everything. It could be sometimes just stirring the pot and I'm not really, well, I'm doing releasing work, but there's so much more that needs to be done that it has to be, the healing work has to be done in an ongoing way to continue that healing process. And it, it's profound. You feel lighter because you're giving up extra excess baggage. And you um, do it remotely also, so that you don't have to be right in your presence. <clears throat> Excuse me. And That's a beautiful thing. And can you tell people how to get a hold of you? Oh, surely. Well, first of all, you can always find me via my website. It's www.rose-ellen.com. That's that's great. So people, if you would love to have a spiritual healing, I recommend Rose Ellen. I mean, she is my personal spiritual healer, bless her heart. (laughs) I don't know where I'd be without my friends, I'll tell you. I love you people, and I love you especially. (laughs) So um, when we are working through these things, and if we need a little help from spiritual healers and psychics, by the way, because psychics can, well, you know, we we say psychics, but, you know, we're we're really... um, sort of like guidance counselors, you know, we, we may, we see things and we can help you through them. So, um, and especially with the new year coming up, folks, if you um, need help with this, there are people out there that can help you. Rosellen's one of them. And if you would like a brand new year reading, you can contact me at Lori J, L-O-R-I-J-A-E, at lorij.com. So, you know, feel free to contact us. Also, if you have any questions for Rosellen, please call us at 
5794. Um, so now we've got um, some interesting things happening here. When, I, when I'm thinking about, uh, you know, our angels and our uh, energies around us, they're here with us right now. And so, you know, I can feel them and I know you can feel them. And, and so when that's happening, I want you to, if it's happening to you at home and your loved ones and, you know, your, your special angels and guidance angels uh, are around and they're touching you and, and you can relate to them, rejoice. Rejoice in that, correct, Rosalyn? Yes, don't be fearful of uh, everything you don't understand. I think if you just know it's your passed over grandfather, uh, just embrace him and and acknowledge him. And usually they, they keep proper boundaries uh, uh, from their side. But they, they like to be acknowledged. Sure. And they like to be part of your life, even from afar. And that's all they're trying to do. And I know a lot of times I'll be, you know, like tapped or one, my, one of my favorite, my favorite ones, um, pushes my hair up, pulls, pulls on it. And I know exactly who it is. And I know exactly why he's doing it. But that's what makes me know he's there. And it's so special. It's so, you know, because this was a very, very dear friend. And so I, you know, and so I'm really so happy to know they're there. And those kinds of things, when they enter your life, you do have to rejoice. And then you don't feel so isolated, do you? No, no. You know that you're surrounded by uh, the spiritual beings that are trying to assist on, from the other side. Yes. And it's, you know, we're living in an illusion. We're living in the illusion. And so, you know, if we, when we can look through those veils and see our special uh, people coming around us, it means a great deal. And you're not um, alone in that. You're definitely not. And the more you can connect with those energies, you'll feel better. Yes, that that's the main reason why we do anything to feel better about ourselves. And why not? Exactly. I, I love that idea. Because that's, you know, we have to take care of ourselves first, people. And remember that you, you know, it's one of those things that we sort of forget. We keep thinking we have to give, give, give. Well, we forget about receiving. And we cannot, re we re blah, there goes my mouth again. <laughs> we cannot forget about receiving. It's very important. So with that, this is how we're going to take care of ourselves right now. We're going to have a few sips of tea and honey and some long, deep breaths. And then we'll be back with our guest, Rose Ellen. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? 
you'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Are you someone who strives to accelerate your spiritual growth, living authentically? Everyone wishes they had a pipeline to higher wisdom to help them understand their life and manifest a new point of view. Join Holly and Paul Marwood, who will serve as your guides on Soul Genesis. They will share inspired guidance from the High Council of Orion, which can turn your questions into answers and your problems into solutions. Tune into Soul Genesis, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel. On the Voice America Network. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J or her guest, please call toll free 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Lori J at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Hi, Lori J here with you on Voice America talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. I'm here with my very dear friend, Rosalyn, and Rosalyn is a spiritual healer, and I like to switch this up a little bit and talk to you about the contracts that I talk about in my book. And one of the things I like to talk about with people is to understand when it is a holiday or we want to celebrate the holidays, you should have that in your contract, how you want to do it, while, and talking about this while you're in love, okay, so instead of waiting until you get to that point in, in the marriage where now you're screaming and yelling at each other about whose house you're going to go to, who's going to see the kids on what day and, and kids on the other. So this is also about a process because everything's a process in life. And this is about sitting down with your loved one and going, okay, this part of our contract or part of our, you know, getting together as we're, we're committing our relationship to one another or coming into that part of our relationship where we want to live together. Uh, let's talk about how and where do we want to go? Do we want to go to your parents on this day? Do you want to go to my parents on the other day? These are the things that have to be talked about. So this way, you can get yourself in a position where you are not in an argument on this these so-called special days. <laughs> they don't become special when you're fighting about them. So um, why don't you give us some some words on that, Roselle, and how do you feel they should handle that? Well, everything is negotiable, even the contract. It was written one way, and then, of course, life gets in the way, and maybe we don't exactly get on with our in-laws. And they become outlaws, and it becomes uncomfortable to be in their presence. So everything, uh, even though written down with the best of intentions, and uh, I think both people want to honor the contract because it was important enough for them to create it in the first place. I think that, you know, if it becomes 
an issue, it has to be addressed with everything else um, as a compromise that will go there for a limited time, uh, maybe not stay the night, just drop in for, you know, a short period and leave on better terms. That's a great idea. And absolutely, and I love that, Rosalyn, yes, I do talk contracts, but they are negotiable. And you can always, but that's the important thing, is you'll, you get down and you say, okay, when we did this, we thought everything was roses and lollipops. It's not roses and lollipops, so how can we deal with this? But if, you're, if you start getting used to doing the, this, where you're talking to one another because you do have a contract in the first place, then what you can do is now you you realize, okay, this contract isn't going to work this way, so what can we do to allow this to happen in a, a way that's more reasonable for both of us? And that what that does is it's always about the communication. Yes. And it makes us sit down and say, you know, I really don't like this, and you don't really like this, so what should we do about it? Right, right. The more we can express and and not feel guilty about expressing our thoughts and feelings to our partner, the more successful we're going to have as an outcome. If we're going to keep to ourselves the real idea that this is going to be a horrible experience, I'm not going to enjoy myself, I'm going to be picked on, and go there feeling down and out already, uh, it doesn't have a very strong potential of being a successful experience. And again, you you have to be able to negotiate better. Yes. And that's true. You know, the negotiation, the talking, the communication, the saying, okay, what can we do to help this? And it's also up to the partner, I feel. Who's ever having, if your mother or father are picking on your partner, You've got to have a conversation with them also. You cannot allow your partner to have to go through this every time you have, go over there. They have to know that there's boundaries. Yes, yes. And so you've got to find out, okay, honey, what's going on with you when we, you know, how are you feeling that, what are they saying or doing that's making you uncomfortable? Then you as the child go to the your parents and go, look, what's happening here? Why are she's feeling or he's feeling like this in your presence? So it's open communication on everybody's part, isn't it? It it is. And you you bring up a very valid point, Lori J, in that the, the spouse, the partner, has to really understand what's happening because sometimes they're blinded by the their own family dynamic and they have to make their partner more of a priority in their life. I think that's the main pitfall that can happen over the holiday experience where they're just not considering their partner enough. Mm-hmm. And the parents have to get to a point that they have to realize that a partner in somebody's life means that partner comes first. Yes. You've got to learn to let go of your children. You need to learn to say, okay, look, if we're not we're not getting along, I really don't, you know, I'm just not having a good time with your with your partner. So as a parent, you you need to say, look, if we're not all working this out together, go and do what you want to do on the holiday because I love you enough 
to let you go and be with your partner. And if that means going to your other, your, the other person's family, you've got to, you know, suck it up, right? Suck it up and say, okay, we will go and do our thing while you and go do your thing. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't ever come to that, but sometimes some energies just don't get along. Exactly. And you can't bring everybody into the family. It's not always going to work. But that's where things go awry. It's because nobody wants to, you know, pay attention to the elephant in the room. Yes. Yeah, and the elephant grows over the years. Yes. Little baby elephant to big, huge elephant. So, you know, and so those things I feel are very important. And because if you don't handle these things, you're on your way to a breakup. And, and I, don't, I want to see people in long-term relationships. And that's why I want people thinking of these things and working it out through communication. Because if you're doing that, then you have a better chance of this being a long-term relationship. And when it comes to family, parents, sisters, brothers, and that could be another thing. might not be the parents. Maybe you go to the dinner and a sister or brother decide they don't like your partner and they start picking on them. It could be any number of variables there. And um, you just have to discuss it with the partner first, have a plan, and, and also leave some options if, it, you know, you go, you're coming there with the best of intentions to have a good time and, and to uh, make it right for everyone. But if it's not going right and you've tried everything, the things we suggested in the past, uh, there's always the option to leave early. And do it. And, and to expect your partner to come along and back you up. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, the... If one, if the partner stands up and goes, okay, you know, I've really had enough of this. I, I believe I'm going to go to the other room. The the partner has to follow yes. and come into the other room and say, okay, what? Wh- how do you want to handle this? And back them up. Don't let them sit there alone while you're at the table and everybody's laughing and having a good time. And there's your partner sitting in another room because they just can't hack it crying and uncomfortable and miserable that's not correct everybody's got you know you got to give you got to give here as long as the part you know and we cannot use manipulation either you know sometimes we don't want to manipulate situations either so if your partner starts to manipulate a situation at the table that's also bringing antagonistic Yes. You know, an antagonistic situation. Then now it's taking the partner in the other room and going, wait a minute, what are you doing? You know, you're driving my brother, my sister crazy, this kind of thing. It happens from all, so many different dynamics are involved here. And we're trying to cover all of them. And I think we're doing a pretty good job, Roselle. <laughs> and however, when these things are happening, You've got to, you know, be loose. Be loose. Just go, okay, let's go and see what's going to happen. Sort of turn, make it into an adventure, a journey, and observe people. Just observe. And I, and I have found that sometimes helpful. If you're in a situation and you start, and they start, people start to get a little, you know, they've had a little few to drink, too much to drink. And sometimes if they're not drinking at all. Things can happen that put, uh, you know, somebody else in an uncomfortable position. Observe it. 
really watch it. See what's happening. Why? Start to look at, at the dynamics and start to, to really see why is this person doing this to that person. Make it into a real lesson, you know, and see what might be at the bottom of this. Because sometimes we get so we get put on the defensive and we're not seeing where's this coming from? Is mom unhappy in her marriage? Is dad unhappy in his marriage? Are they uncles and aunts? Whatever's going on. What is, what's coming from this energy? Sort of like to be observant. Sort of an energy thing. Sort of a, well, more than an energy thing. It's an, a lesson happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. Getting some insight, being the little fly on the wall, being uh, sort of outside of your body and looking from above to see the family dynamic, why people do what they do. And you can accept it, uh, embrace it if it serves you, or you can just say, hmm, I'm not going to be a part of it, but I definitely understand more what's happening within my own family. How true. How true. It's amazing how these things grow. So we don't want it to go from a baby elephant into a giant, giant elephant. We want to get these things before they get that way. Right. And this way we're all having a wonderfully wonderful time if we possibly can. And so and so if you've got these things happening, please look at them as you know, and just an experience. And through that experience, if you've learned something from it, that's the frosting on top. Exactly. And we can keep moving on within our family unit, within the whole thing. How would you like to say, you know, what would you like to say to our listeners to help them through any holiday season? It doesn't have to be just this one, but all holidays that happen. Just know that sometimes things happen even with the best of intentions, exactly the opposite of what you want to happen, and know that there were things going on that were totally out of your control and you're not to blame for them, but you don't have to be a part of it if it doesn't serve you. That's excellent. That's excellent. And these are the things, please remember, through all of this, so this way you are feeling a part of yourself. Connecting into, with self. Connecting absolutely. with self. The divine within. The divine is always with us, and that's a beautiful thing. Roselle and I know how to thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Lori J. You're just, you're just great, and I, and I will definitely be talking to you about another session because I love her spiritual uh, healing sessions. They're wonderful. So I want to tell everybody next week to come on in and visit because we're going to have Georgie, my my very own private detective. And we are going to be talking about many things on New Year's Eve. So please make sure that you come in and visit with us. Um, you're going to have to tune into that, Rosella, and you're okay. going to enjoy that. I will. And um, we talk about so many different things, and we'll have a good time. So come and visit with George E. and I next week. Along with, I want you to know that there's going to be a lot of great fun happening. So I want you to keep tuning in. And I also want you to remember 
that we are all the perfect, imperfect piece of the perfect puzzle. And in doing that, know also that you need to take care of yourself first, and then you can help others. But make sure you receive on this holiday season. Give to yourself. Fall in love with you. And with that, I would like to say to you, I love you. Come back next week. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to Contract for Love. Be sure to join Lori J. next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll talk more next week.